Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. And hello, we're back again with another episode. <laughs> I hope you guys are enjoying all of our episodes that we have uploading for you guys again. For those of you who have been standing by this year and being with us, it means the world. Uh, by now you've heard a couple of the episodes and, and, and the updates that we had in terms of let you, letting you guys know what has been happening uh, with the season and uh, a lot of the roadblocks essentially that we've kind of run into uh, with uh, this season. It's, it's worth bringing up because we're, we're on the road to better things and we want to make sure that we're being... Uh, fairly transparent with certain things with also keeping uh, relatively, you know, tight to the chest in terms of our personal lives and things like that. So we we just like being, we like being open. Listen, we're amateurs and it, as I always say, we're figuring things out. So I'm happy can that... I, can I interrupt you right there? Because you just said we're amateurs and we're figuring things out. It, it was a perfect time to interrupt you because... Every time I do something like that, where I just end a conversation and I force us straight into recording, it's always the like better sounding, um, what do you call it? Like opening, whatever. Yeah. It always works better. Like it would, that was just so smooth for the last 20 seconds. I just had to, <laughs> I just had to embrace what? that amateur moment right there. <laughs> he's, he's so very, what's gone. <laughs> It was so smooth oh, that, that he had to let his amateur inner being come out. That's what he's trying yeah, to say. It was say almost too me. good for the amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry. There has to be a little bit of humor. Very true. You know, and that's what we are, right? We're the amateur hour. We're we're getting things uh, going, and there's a reason why. You know, when when going through a, a lot of the ideas of the amateur hour and even what the amateur hour originally was supposed to be in terms of like even a video game channel and it's sort of shifting entirely into this podcast and everything it all fits because the reason i chose the name the amateur hour is simply because you know we're starters we're beginners we're figuring things out but this is all stuff that you guys probably already heard in the update if you guys haven't Feel free to check it, check it out. Um, that episode sort of uh, lightly discusses a lot of the reasons as to why the schedule had some hiccups, right, in terms of the season. Next season, we're coming in hot. We're coming in strong. So uh, we're going to be testing out a lot of new uh, uploads uh, in terms of, like, upload schedules. So be prepared for that stuff. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. A new year, we'll, new we'll me. We'll definitely so give the update ahead of time before we actually launch and let everyone know how it's going to work. Yes. Um. But yeah, it, it we're we're hoping for again better quality, um, less missed episodes. You know, just just everything good to come of it, and hopefully less bad news for everyone. Um, but. <laughs> All things aside, that's that's for next season. We don't we don't we don't care about it right this moment. Um, but I, it was it was Austin that was talking about um, shortages and gas prices 
that sort of thing before we started the recording. We just gave it, what, an hour and a half of garbage BS amongst the three of us and wasted a whole bunch of time. Um, so let's roll into that. Um, how much did you say the gas was near you and how much has it gone up? Um, so for me, it I hasn't gone up too crazy yet. Um, I think before all this uh, gas stuff started happening, I think we were like two seventy nine, I believe. And last time I filled up with gas it was three thirty nine, but I believe, um, just doing a little bit of research, I haven't gotten gas in you know it's the beginning of the week it looks like it might be closer to 359 now so not as bad as you know i know some places that are pretty high but pretty rough considering the cost of living in oklahoma is pretty low and we all have low wages so well you're uh, doing better than you are than we are over here as far as gas consumption goes yes i'm not going to complain a crazy amount well so far I'm complaining about the gas part, just because paying that much sucks. But as far as the cost of living and everything in my area as well, it's it's pretty low. I mean, taxes are like twelve hundred dollars for the whole year. You really can't argue with that. Um, mm-hmm. I have a pretty decent wage. Where I wouldn't say quite paycheck to paycheck, I'm able to put a little bit into savings. But we're also living pretty comfortable too. So, but I we're at about. I believe we just filled up the truck, and we went up to Michigan to pick something up. But it was three ninety nine per gallon. So we might as well just say four dollars, and it's rumored that we're gonna go up another thirty cents, possibly soon. Yeah, it's it's getting bad. I know uh, I have a friend who lives over just outside of Chicago, and in one day, it went from uh, it was three eighty nine at like eight thirty the night before to at ten o'clock the next day four oh nine. So it was I guess a twenty cent jump. Um, I mean, that's just, that is unheard of. How does it even, how can it even jump? I was looking at averages in Oklahoma, and it took two weeks for it to jump 20 cents. took a day. I'm just just curious. I'm going to do a quick Google. What was the highest gas price in the year? I know I saw something where they are predicting uh, California's gas to get close to $6. And that is like... Oh gosh! Like imagine that you filling up five forty nine a gallon. Like I couldn't live. There's no way I'd, I'd have to live in my car. So the average gas cost was going to peak at about three dollars and forty one cents. 
That was average. Now, I know there was areas in the United States that were, like you said, going up really high, close to $6, $5, and we were having shortages where like people were trying to fill gas cans and stuff at the gas station. Um, and that actually happened when gas prices were really low, too, um, during COVID. What what were the numbers? They were like a dollar ninety nine and stuff like that for gas, or or possibly really cheap. Um, and people were just filling can after can because they're like, "Holy crap, we've never seen it this cheap." Mm. So, it it's always weird when it fluctuates. Um, but I mean, I would. Well, I I got a truck, pretty big motor, pretty big gas tank, and it would usually cost me 35 40 bucks to fill it topping off the tank until the pump shut itself off if i do that now to put things in better perspective it's like 80 or 90 dollars i mean we've probably a little bit more than doubled the price of gas that we're used to yeah it's i mean i don't have i i don't have a truck but i don't have a car that by any means is good Gas mileage wise, I mean, Camaros aren't. No, you're still fast. driving a V8. <laughs> yeah, I'm driving a V8, and that thing is like basically a tank on wheels. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think before, I think I have a 16 gallon tank or some something around that, 16 or 18. And uh, you know, before it was costing me, I don't know, forty about forty dollars to completely fill up if I was on E. Now, Justin is the only smart one of the three of us. He's driving a uh, a f- car that's good on gas and that probably doesn't have a huge tank. But if it had a huge tank, it lasts a long time. <laughs> it's a four cylinder. We'll go across so. the country and back three times on his, his car and on one tank of gas. I think. Yeah, I, uh... if we're going for distance, me and you are running out, and Justin's driving circles around us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a four-cylinder, not only that. I mean, <laughs> I'm an at-home student. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> um, well, I do go to Chicago, so it's like... But anyway, um, you know, in, in terms of, like, me having to really, you know, have a lot of gas usage and gas mileage, I mean, even in my field, let's say, I started tomorrow, um which is people there's going to be a lot of fun announcements hopefully next season uh about stuff that i'll be doing but in terms of voice acting you don't really have to go anywhere nowadays now i can sit from home and uh you know just work like now Mm -hmm. yeah and uh speaking of working from home that is that is kind of one of the cool things or the nice things about how things have shifted little bit since covid and i recently found out that i'm going to get to permanently work from home uh two days a week so that kind of helps a little bit with the gas prices trying to kill us but go ahead oh i was just going to say that you know this kind of shifted a lot of things in in the workplace now where a lot of companies are looking at how they are developing uh, their workplace and, and how often people need to be uh, at home. And one thing that I'm currently learning about because I'm taking an organizational behavior class and one of the things we were sort of discussing 
uh, was this idea that they're realizing that people's mental health has been a lot more upscaled when they are working from home. Uh, believe it or not, it, despite the pandemic really affecting a lot of people in terms of mental health wise, uh, with, you know, having to be quarantined and the fear of like, you know, COVID and all that stuff. Um, in terms of like the workplace environment, people have been a lot happier from home and working from home and uh, both morale and, um, you know, for certain jobs, that is. And working in in terms of like their productivity has been kind of upscaled from working with home. So this has kind of like opened up a new environment for people to for businesses to like figure out how they're going to go about the workplace, so to speak. So, you know, you working from home now permanently is one of those results that, to be honest, I think is kind of a positive from the pandemic happening is that now it's opened up businesses and forced businesses to sort of innovate and look at their structure well, of how they for a long time the as businesses we were using you know they were going by old school rules you know back in the day you had to go to work everyone went and filled up the office so one of the best benefits we're having now is we're realizing the capability of all the technology we have. You know, you, what you have on an iPad now is 10 times more than what you had on your desktop computer five years ago that was filling up the office. So it's just technology like that that we realize that, okay, a company doesn't have to pay to run an office building or use this much electricity to run the office building. Because face it, everyone's houses put together probably use less energy than the office building that they all worked at. Because that never shut down. All of the lights were on all of the time. The internet was mm -hmm. going full blast. TVs, computers, everything going full blast. Where now everyone's at home. They use one computer. None of the lights are on except the room that they're working in, all that kind of thing. So energy consumption is lower. People are happier. People are spending less, all that. You know, there, there's so much that goes into play with that, that it's it's not just working at home. It's a whole different way of how am I using my resources? You know, are we doing better for the planet because we're using less energy? Are we happier to be closer to home? closer to family you know there's there's a whole lot that goes into it than just a simple fact of working at home versus in the office yeah well and it's also it's also a really good retention tool um people are going to be more inclined to work for somebody if they're like for me like monday wednesday friday is the days i'm supposed to go into our office however I, my situation is also kind of flexible where it's like, say I have a uh, doctor's appointment or something on a Monday, uh, I can go ahead and uh, schedule it, like schedule myself to where instead of working Tuesday from home, I just work Monday from home and then I go in Tuesday. It's like a, there's more flexibility. And I think that really the main thing that 
main roadblock before businesses of getting kind of into this more I guess our generation my way of thinking is that they had to they had to let go of the reins they didn't have like full control they didn't they, they no longer feel like they have to see everything you're doing because it was like at the end of the day it was a trust issue i mean sure these supervisors know you they don't really they know the work you and it's hard to trust somebody that you don't know in a lot of situations. And I think this could, you could dive deeper into other things too, but it's really became like, they weren't willing to try it because they didn't want, they did, they didn't feel like they needed to trust you. Whereas now the pandemic and this gas stuff going on, it's kind of shown like people that, you know what, you can like, you can trust people to do their jobs without having to be like eagle eyes over them or, like they're at the office that means they're working because if like if you think about it like for example my office is just a big building full of offices most of them are separate offices so there's only one person in them i have a door on that office i can shut that door close that blind you have no idea if i'm working or if i could be sitting in there watching youtube i could be sitting in there on my phone the whole day like you don't really know like just because I'm in the office doesn't mean that I'm actually working. Um, well, and I think it was just and that's like why we have like productivity numbers and everything too. You know, some people you hear them complain at their job, and well, I'm I'm one of them to an extent because the manager we call our managers at our office uh, spreadsheet readers, not managers, because all they see is you did this many jobs today in this much time and your performance numbers, your quality numbers are here, here, and here, but you need to do better here. You know, that's another one of the technology things are where everywhere you go, you're going to have this person that wants to paycheck, but always tries to do the least possible to get the paycheck. I think in a way mm -hmm. that's everyone's goal, because obviously the bigger your paycheck is, you're either working really hard or you got one of those jobs that pays really well because you got a special skill. But everyone wants mm -hmm. more money for doing less. So, and you have the performance numbers now where, okay, I'm not looking at you at a camera. I'm not face-to-face -face with you. Do this, do this, do this, and then I'm going to watch you do it to make sure you get it done. Where now we have technology where I can tell, oh, you didn't, you didn't make the amount of calls you needed to make today. Or you didn't get this done today or you worked a hell of a lot harder this day than you did the next day because your productivity level on monday was 92 percent, and then for some reason you dropped down to 60 percent, 70 percent. so we can work mm -hmm. from home and we can still make sure everything's getting done because of that type of technology that we have and you know for the people that want to work 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 and we don't really have to watch them great but then we also have the people that want to do as least as possible but oh i did all my work today i i i, I still deserve the same paycheck even though i sat in the corner and tried to not work today because unfortunately we know those exist but we have all the tech all the technology and all the tracking and everything so working from home is a whole lot easier that was one of everyone's saying oh we have covid but now we have to send everyone home and hope the jobs get done well, 
Yeah. Everything still happened. Also, <laughs> yeah, everything still happened. And it's also, I think that for me personally, I'm more inclined to work later hours because I'm home. Because, uh, like, the environment of working at home is just such a different experience. Like, it's your space. Like, sure, I have my own office at work, but, like, it's it's super professional. Like, there's let's nothing. Not even, let's not even think about the office. Let's not think about anything. Just strictly the time. I went to work at 9. I get to leave work at 5. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're working at home. Here's five o'clock. I'm done with my stuff. I walk down the stairs to the living room. Hey, family. Hey, whatever I want to do. There's so much to gain from that. Whereas a lot of people are like, five o'clock needs to come. It needs to come. I need to get out of here. I need to get out of here. They're so focused on that. And then mm -hmm. they're like, now I got to drive 45 minutes to get home. Yeah, yeah so exactly. It's a whole different, it's a whole different environment. Yeah, and people are more, like, I'm more willing to, like, during the pandemic, for example, people, like, couldn't get out. And, like, if you let your, like, getting out is going to your office, like, that freaking sucks. Like, that would not be fun because, like, you're going to your office sitting in a room. And I th I think it's just, it's just kind of taught everybody from like all different levels of work like up the hierarchy to your ceos and stuff and and age brackets you know from our age in the our 20s up to these 65 70 75 year old people that like we can we can get the same amount of work done and we can cut like because businesses are all about cutting costs a lot of these businesses can cut a lot of costs now i still think that some of these businesses probably should have at least some type of office where like hey there's something i've got like today my power's out or my electricity like my internet's out i can go into the office and still work without like losing a whole day's worth of work um well, I don't think we need these massive buildings. Place of business too, because let's say I'm the owner of the business, right? I still have to have a place to keep my equipment, my paperwork, to run my servers. You know, you have to have a you have to have the place to do that. But as as before, where we thought we needed an office to um, have space for. Let's use simple numbers. A hundred workers. Well, now we can have a an office space where we only need space for, let's say, twenty workers, because they can all still connect to the server. They can all still do their job. Um, we can have the official like storage rooms and everything. But you know, maybe in the, in the office we only need a couple admin people to keep it running, where everyone else can still be remote and still do the same job. And that yeah. right is and a huge saving for a business. Yeah. And I mean, there's some jobs, you know, obviously a doctor cannot work from home. Um, nurses can't work from home. Since I work in healthcare, there's a, there's a lot of fields that unfortunately cannot work from home. But I think the, the fact that there's these other jobs, like being an accountant, uh, being a voice actor, where you can work at home, it it's going to cut a lot of costs for a lot of businesses, even like hospitals. You can 
your admin don't have to be at the office. Some of these schools, you know, um, they can, they, I mean, schools were already, I think schools were already broaching into the internet space for learning. I mean, obviously like uploading documents, but like, uh, Online classes were have already been a thing. I think that it's just emphasized more that, you know, because I feel like a lot of these uh, schools, like my school, for example, you couldn't really get any uh, science classes online. It was like the ed, and that was it. Whereas now, you know, these higher level classes are starting to offer an online option, which is going to help stay-at-home parents, um, People who uh, uh, maybe live further away from the university, but it's the university they want to go to. Like, there's a bunch of positives that are that come out of it. Now, there's also going to be some negatives. You know, uh, the internet can also give you a lot of answers to stuff, and teachers can't necessarily like 100% know whether the person is like taking the test themselves or not. And there's plenty of ways. I think people could approach into people finding tons of different ways to cheat. I mean, it's like video I mean, games, tons that, of ways to cheat. Under the same category as the people at work, the ones that want to do the least amount of work possible. Yes, exactly. It's the same thing in school. Yeah. And, but I think we have more positives than negatives because let's... Oh, you know, I agree. I, I'm glad you brought up like online classes and stuff like that because the first thing I thought of is, you know, COVID and actually they're still doing it is all of a sudden there'd be a case in the class and they'd have to send everyone home, but then they started doing it online. Well, now it comes to the point where, you know, a school day is they have a fog delay or they have a snow day because they couldn't run the buses, whether it was one of those two problems. Well, the students can still get their homework. They can still get their lesson. And as before, when they call the snow day, all the kids are excited because, oh, we get the day off. We don't have to go to school. But in my school, and I'm sure it's like this in most, is that gets a day added to the end of the year. So now you had to go to school another day anyway. Whereas now it's like, oh, we can't run the buses. We can't get the students in the school. Well, now they can do a virtual day and they can no. still get the lessons done. And they don't have to run the extra day. So I feel like that's mm -hmm. another big benefit as well for school in not just professional college or wherever, but elementary school even. Now, with yeah. that said, uh, one point that I want to make is that a point that we're kind of glossing over still, like there's a, definitely a lot of benefits, right? And I'm all for the at-home workplace. I think it's a good concept i think that it can help dependent on the job right i but with that said now there's a level of being at home and feeling and taking your work home with you right now we're literally having home and work in the same place it's nice sure to an extent but at what point are you having this line drawn, right? Of your having your personal life and your work life. I mean, there's like a search, a such thing no. as life slash work life. Please let me finish my point. But uh, there is something that is a life slash workplace uh, balance. And well, that that's what I was gonna say, um, because like Austin was saying, 
he finds it where he where it's easier for him to work later some days and that's nice but i feel like it's something that can easily get taken advantage of or you know your mm-hmm. boss could be like well you're at home you don't have to drive you can you can finish this product this this project or whatever tonight well you still have hours and you still work an overtime yeah you don't have to drive home but i understand the point you're trying to make is there has to be separation and sometimes separation is a new struggle that we've seen lately whereas let's say you're you know these simple numbers again your normal job is your nine to five but now your your boss expects you to work till six or your teacher is giving you more homework because it's online you're there anyway you can do it well you have to have personal time it doesn't matter if it's work school whatever if you don't have personal time, if you're only focusing on one thing, you know, you, you're going to forget work, work, work. Okay, now my family's neglected or too much family time. Now I neglected my job and I'm behind on my job. If you don't find that fine balance and you don't really treat it as how it needs to be separated, you know, you don't want to go home and for the people that are already at home, let's just say I walked out of my office and I walked downstairs, but I didn't leave work. You have that feeling. So there's definitely struggles like that for sure. Um, but I, I feel like that's more of a personal thing that you have to set aside for yourself. You have to tell yourself, are we done working? Okay, then we really need to put down work. You know, there's some days where you got to tell your boss, like, the workday ends at five. I can't keep working until seven for you. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, as- well, aside from that, like, one thing that, because also we had um, the point that Austin kind of was giving in terms of, like, yeah, like, even, or I, I believe it was you, Tyler. Regardless, it came up in conversation that, uh, oh, yeah, like, you know, we can even do school from home and all this stuff. I think a lot of that is fantastic, and I do think that, you know, cool, it is nice to work from home, but at some point, too, I believe it is important for companies and even children to have a in-school setting or at-work setting simply because not only just the separation of both uh, the individual and the workplace, but also it is important to a, a socialization aspect. Currently That's what with, I was just about to get to. Yeah, because so, I one hundred percent agree. Like, let's let's put this into elementary school. There is kids, um, that they they go to a group of kids and they want to be quiet. They don't want to interact. That's really really important probably just as important as learning history, math, English, reading, whatever. It's just as important to learn how to interact with other people. Because let's say you're really, really smart. You can do really, really good math. You're on the ball with everything, but you can't hold a general conversation with me because of socially awkwardness. That's a big problem. So... Younger kids, they need to go to the school. They need to interact with others. They need to have all that in there. When you're sitting at home and, oh, school's over. Let's just play video games. 
you you're still on a you didn't change anything yeah, and then so, same thing with work with work when you're older there's an emotional um sort of border you know you're 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 in a different mindset at work than you are at home if you don't change your mindset like you would your physical position that will take a toll on you so yeah and also where i was getting at too is that not is just from a social aspect it teaches a lot of social skills um, but one of the big part and factor that people overlook, and now I'll be finished with my point once this, and we got to go to break. But um, once you, it's not just the social aspect of things. It's also the sort of mental aspect of things. And something that a lot of people overlook um, is that it's very important for the human uh, to be, socially interacting it's it, it definitely it boosts a lot of morale and not just morale but it boosts your mental status your how do you feel uh because believe it or not despite if you're a loner or not or you're introvert or not a lot of times we need social interaction we need to interact with a human being and not just a computer computers are nice and it's fantastic to see and again Technology is beautiful and wonderful, but we always have to keep in mind to keep things in perspective. And I think that in, you have to have these certain environments to not just, again, uh, keep these work-life balances sort of separate and being able to, uh, you know, relax. And, and, and aside yeah. from that emotional aspect, you have the mental aspect as well that is very important to look over but with that said we do have to go to break because it is 33 minutes in um and we we haven't talked about our sponsors so i hope you guys enjoy this word from our sponsors there's a lot more to come to to discuss that we're going to get into um so yeah be be prepared enjoy high octane gaming with the grim reaper live on twitch watch the reaper as he plays through a plethora of game titles such as call of duty warzone call of duty zombies valorant minecraft and more join him as he competes against high competition in cod warzone tournaments for large cash prizes you can catch the grim reaper streaming monday wednesday friday and saturday 6 to 11 p.m cdt just search twitch.tv forward slash the Grim Reaper. Link in the bio. Looking for a fun new way to eat popcorn? Then I have the place for you. Kelly's Kernels has 68 flavors to choose from. Try out their delicious birthday cake flavor or their cheesy cheddar flavor. If you want to go classic, the Chicago style flavor is for you. Either way, you have a wide variety of flavors to choose from. But that's not all. They offer other treats such as shaved ice, cotton candy, and mini melts. Be sure to enjoy the dine-in experience and bring the whole family. So come on down to Kelly's Kernels, where it's always poppin'. Located at 13226 Lincoln Plaza Way, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Link in the bio. And we're back from that word from our sponsors i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast so far we got a lot of fun topics for you guys and i'm glad we're back in it we're back on track we're getting things going okay so uh yeah and again thank you to uh both our sponsors uh kelly's kernels and uh the grim reaper you guys have been absolutely fantastic for this year um we're gonna be 
rethinking a lot of things too for for next season so i hope you guys uh, stay tuned and in terms of things and we'll always update you guys and be as transparent as we 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 feel the need to <laughs> um but with that said i mean there's been a lot going on we talked about gas prices and we talked about how kind of crazy that has been and part of the reason um is uh, kind of unfortunate uh with things that have been happening and that is with this unfortunate war in the Ukraine. It is something that is very, you know, we, we sympathize for if you are uh, from Ukraine uh, or, or even near Ukraine in terms of like Europe and uh, you're seeing things go down. I can imagine you're, you're biting your, you know, you're biting your, the nails on your fingers because you know, there's just a, a lot happening, a lot of working and moving parts, so to speak. So we sympathize with uh, those of you who are being stricken by uh, the war. Uh, you know, my heart goes out to you and I hope everything is well and I hope people are healthy. I think war in general is never good. Um, so we, again, we're our heart goes out to you. Uh, but yeah, so I mean... Tyler, you're telling me that you kind of ran into sort of your information and like newsworthy stuff from so, an unusual source. Right. You know, I I knew the war are well, I knew I knew things were gonna start happening. I knew there was a possibility for war. You know, you've seen on Facebook that there's plans being made or stuff going on and you see on the news but all of a sudden i was scrolling through tiktok and you run across this video and it's people that are in their normal day-to-day life and then all of a sudden a missile flies overhead and it's crashing into another building that was from a person in Ukraine letting everyone on TikTok know that it looks like the war officially started because bombs are being dropped and missiles are being shot over. You don't see things that are that graphic or that detailed. You see stuff on the news, um, but they're usually like little stories. They don't show much. They just tell you a little bit of what's going on. You have the live feeds out of Ukraine. You have the um, TikToks that are people are just randomly posting. And like I said, just so graphic. And then it kind of made me realize, like, the gas prices, the shortages, um, just normal day-to-day news, not even just with the war going on, but normal day-to-day news, TikTok is so fast for people to get the information information out lately that I feel like I get more newsworthy, important kind of Im- information that comes from this TikTok app than any other platform that I've been on lately. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I've uh, I-, I know for me, <laughs> I see. Tons and tons of uh, TikToks about the war going on right now. And then, like, just other news in general. But 
right now, of course, the war is the big thing. Like, right. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but the all the stuff about the 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 fighter pilot uh, for Ukraine that they've now dubbed the ghost of of Kiev, Kiev, or however you say it. Um, constant updates about him. Uh, constant updates about the whereabouts or at least the safety of the Ukrainian president. Um, you know, little bitty funny things that are happening over there. Like uh, I saw one uh, a couple days ago. Some farmers stole a Russian tank. Like just a bunch of like interesting stuff. It like really gives you an inside view into what's uh, really happening over there. Obviously, uh, there's probably a lot of easy ways to spread false information, but it's also like it's just very interesting. Like, it makes me think of what what would we have seen? Like, what little funny things that the news isn't going to report happens over there? Like, rush of a tank being stolen by a bunch of farmers, um, or you know, sadder topics like, like you just said, he's just out having a normal day and then all of a sudden bombs start dropping um uh i've it's it's just very it's very interesting and it's, it's different type of news like mm-hmm. let, let's say you turn on your news channel fox 32 whatever your local channel is they might mention the war they might talk about what's going on or if we sent troops over or, you know, if there's progress in the war, you know, they, they talk about that stuff. None of what you see on the news is what the people there are actually experiencing. When you see a TikTok from someone's phone and they just pan across the subway station that's filled with people taking cover underground or that you see the missile flying through the air or there was one TikTok that I seen where someone was filming outside their window and you seen a jet fly and start shooting and you heard the whatever they were shooting the the missiles or bombs whatever you heard them crashing close to where this person was filming and then their kids screaming and them ducking under the wall and taking cover because they literally just got shot by a jet flying overhead you don't see that stuff on news. It brings it to a whole different realization for everyone to see what's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, uh, you know, your news, say it's you have your nine o'clock news. It's no long. It's not like a thing where you're sitting there and you sit there for an hour and it's like you're just getting news updates. It's I'm scrolling through TikTok. One minute I'm seeing a cat. Being harassed by a dog the next minute i'm seeing a bomb being dropped on uh, or something to do with the war um and then the next video is something else like it's I, i'm sure for a lot of people it's probably they might be annoyed by the fact that they're like i mean i think that the main the main purpose for tiktok was entertainment for people to you know kind of express themselves and so i can understand why people would dislike the fact that one minute you're seeing something from a creator you really like the next minute you're seeing something from fox news is tiktok and then the next one is back to normal like that switch is probably mm-hmm. tough for some people but i think or and, and you know that was the most people it's for me 
because when I first got TikTok, I scrolled through it when I was bored. I watched some people do something stupid, something funny. And that was basically what TikTok was. Then you started to see more kind of ads for different companies, like newer companies, new products. And I was like, oh, that's a cool way to advertise. And then you started seeing, um, you know, like a bunch of technology updates. Um, companies were starting to do their own TikToking. Uh, my friend, or not my friend, my cousin rather, Josh, uh, he does streaming. So he uses TikTok to advertise for his stream. There's all these interesting ways to use it and beneficial ways to use it. Now it's more than just opening the app to see something stupid. It's rather your advertising, your entertainment. And now mm. I'm looking at it as a news outlet because the information is on there so fast and it's not filtered. Yeah. Well, and it's customizable too. And what I was, what I was to finish the point I was making before is I think for some people it probably is annoying, but I think for the majority of people it is it keeps people informed because I have the opinion. I feel like the lower, the younger generation, my generation included a lot of them, because the the thing has been unplugging, you know, nobody's watching cable anymore. I feel like a lot of people are disconnected from the news, and I think that this is an excellent way to get news out there, and it works really well. Like, you you don't have as many ads. I don't know about you guys, but I hate ads. So you don't have as many ads with TikTok, or at least you if you well, see it, you can quickly scroll past of, it. Right. There's actually a lot of ads, but they don't force you to watch them. It's just you. Scroll, uh, no, you, you can just scroll. You can just scroll past it because, like with YouTube now, there's tons of ads. It's like a ridiculous amount of ads. TikTok hopefully doesn't get to the point where it's like that, where I'm forced to watch something. But I also think that the ads on there uh, that I have seen are far more creative than like the ads you see on TV or the ads you see on YouTube. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about it. They, they're creative. They're also using the, using the, the creators on TikTok. They, I think it's the format of how they design how the app works. Because you open a YouTube video, you searched for something, you clicked on what you expect to watch, and then you're forced to watch five seconds or a 15 second ad. That's how YouTube hmm. works. Well, TikTok, you're scrolling through. You first you don't know what's first... coming next, right? And and all you know is you're gonna scroll up until you see something interesting. You open the app, the first thing you see is an ad. You don't have to watch it. You can just scroll right to the first video. You see the mm. first video. You scroll through three, three videos. The one thing I always see on TikTok is some weird shower head that has this cool-looking fam, and it spins as the water. Yes. And it's that got, like, the pebbles ad. inside of it. Yeah, yeah, that's an ad, but there's so many different versions of it. And you find yourself stopping and actually watching the ad because it looked interesting, and you weren't forced to watch it before you watched the content you searched for. So I feel like exactly how TikTok like implemented the ads was so clever because mm. no one else does it that way. And sometimes you don't even realize it's an ad until you see the link end pop up. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. I think that the fact that TikTok is not there is no formula 
that you can follow to figure out what's coming next. I mean, I guess if you really looked at it, you probably could, but none of us are going to do that. So it it works to their advantage, you know, ad, putting ads and then the news. And it's also nice because like with YouTube, an ad comes up, you can say you don't want to see that ad again. But they still usually like I've there's been plenty of ads that I've been like, I don't want to see this ad again. And you click like that button on it. It still comes up anyways. So like it's nice that you can like customize your view of things. So if you're somebody who doesn't want to see the news on there, you can you can just hold hold on the video and say I don't want to see anything from this user anymore. You can customize that, and also it'll remove those things from your naturally based on if you sit there and watch the video or if you don't. So I think it it's it's really interesting, and I think it's a good way to reach uh send news to younger generation especially with the the unplugging and then also the lower slow the shorter attention span like it's a really good way that being said there are some drawbacks to it i think and some of those drawbacks will fall on the parents to uh look at look at and like uh watching what their kids are seeing like putting parental controls into their tiktok i don't i don't know how all that works since i'm an adult I and i don't need that how stuff many times i've disliked it or how many times i've said i didn't want to see the content anymore i have my own kid she's only three she's not old i live with my girlfriend i don't mm -hmm. care to see Oh, the other one shaking their boobs or shaking their butt, dancing around. But one thing I see way too much on TikTok is I swear these people are, I don't even know if they're 14, 15 years old, but they're doing that sort of stuff. And it's like, no, I can't even finish. It's It's not even right for me to see this. I have to dislike it. And that's that's the part of the app where... They tell you it's so yeah. random and it's you see anything. Well, you're seeing a little too much sometimes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that uh, the formula is not perfect. I think it's the closest thing we've gotten to something like it's more customizable. There's still there's still say, kinks in it. I will say this is the only app that I've ever used that doesn't annoy me or piss me off while I'm using it. Like YouTube. Yeah. I searched for this. I want to watch this. I don't care about your ad. There's this new Google ad and it's like uh, um, something about being safe on the internet, but it's mm -hmm. like a drag queen person. Yeah. I don't care about it. It doesn't matter how many times I dislike it, but sometimes it forces me to watch the entire ad. TikTok? Eh, I don't care about that ad swipe. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, you're not forced to watch anything you don't want to watch. Uh, and it's really, really nice. But uh, another drawback to it is like, we, we you mentioned a little bit, and I, I was mentioning it, is like, for kids, my concern is like, there's kids using this app, and it is kind of, thankfully, nothing gets too graphic. And that's one of the nice things. So there's not anything too 
graphic and crazy being shown about the war or anything else. You're not seeing people getting killed or anything like that. Thank goodness. Um, so I, I think there's definitely a line that TikTok won't cross, and I thankful for that um but i think for younger kids there is like if obviously like in anything it falls on the parents to make sure that the platform is safe for them blocking those things and such um there i mean there are some some drawbacks to it in the fact that you could get fake news i've seen a few things just like facebook is rampant with it but tiktok has some of it well there's where, a lot of fake products. There's a lot of fake news. Fake products, fake news, and one okay. of the things that I've seen is like it's easy to edit uh, TikToks, and so like with the the ghost of Ki- Kiev, uh, there was a lot of people like maybe the things they weren't saying were weren't false news. Like uh, whenever he first or she first jumped into the limelight for becoming the first modern day ace uh people were making videos of it, it talking about like he was first modern day or she was first modern day ace but they were like taking a video um battlefield 5 or something like, and like making it look like real because graphics are pretty good so you just a little bit more editing and you can make it look pretty real um oh, i yeah. think you, you i think it. that that kind of stuff it's definitely a little scary, but I think for the most part, uh, I don't see too much of it. Like, if I go on Facebook or Instagram, I see tons of fake news stuff. So, TikTok is, I don't know, know if it's... Expect, you can kind of spot that, but for... I think a to an extent, yes. Or, un- ...or uneducated, you know, mm. you're thinking about a five-second video and you're just kind of scrolling... There's a lot of people out there that'll be like, whoa, really? And it'll just be, like you said, a fake video from a video game that was like altered I, a little bit or something like that. I also think that people understand, like, with Facebook, I think people take a lot of it to like, to its word. And I think, at least for me, a lot of people I know I've talked to about this stuff a little bit, friends, I'll see something news-wise on TikTok and I'll be like, hmm, that's interesting. I wonder if this is real. I'll go and look it up, uh, and I don't think people do that on. Yeah, I, I feel like Facebook if it's because they think it's TikTok because it's more of like the app was kind of just um, it was made for people to express themselves and people to play jokes. Mm-hmm. So just because of the environment on the platform, I feel like it's less prone to that. But obviously, it's still going to be a thing. It's still going to happen, but I think. Uh... It's not as big of a deal yet. I I mean, it could become a big uh, a bigger deal. But so far, it seems like it's not too bad fake news wise. It's mainly just people putting a video together, maybe fake to tell you like something that's actually happened. Uh, which, if that's the case, uh, as long as somebody reads, and understands, like it'll be fine. But, um, and even still, like with a lot of the fake videos I've seen, it's nothing harmful. It's not like, like yeah, it wasn't like like that video of the the quote unquote air pilot isn't harmful because that whole that situ- the main point of the information is to let you know, hey, this guy's a 
modern day ace he's do he's doing a really good job or whatever however you view it he's he's shot down a lot of uh airplanes but that's the main goal of it it doesn't matter how he did it like that's not the point of it so the video is in the background just for you to like give you a visual look at what that could look like because for some people they're like if it just showed up with words on the screen like and there was like flashing like or a white background like it's not going to it's the same impression as putting a little video together bring it behind in the background while you pop up text explaining what's going on i don't think most of it's not hurtful false information it's just trying to throw something together to uh, give you some uh, real news. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's. I don't, I don't know if Justin, I, you haven't talked, gotten to give your opinion very much on this. So I don't know what you, what you view on this, but kind of curious to hear what you think. So you know, in 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 terms of like the uh, the podcast or podcast, sorry. So in terms of <laughs> TikTok, um, you know, it's it's something I don't really dabble in. I don't have a TikTok. I, I uh, you know, it's something that the podcast deals with, right? Like, we, we're not really the biggest in terms of social media ourselves. So it's the reason why, right, we're not as involved into our social media for our platforms, right? So for me personally, I'm not, I've never been big fan of like social media and stuff like that so getting into tiktok i kind of miss the the trend of that what i do end up running into any tiktok related things is because it's somehow made its way onto instagram and i'm seeing some like adorable cute picture of a uh of or like not picture i mean like a video of a dog or a cat or because like i right now my current obsession is animal videos that just relaxes me <laughs> and to see like an adorable otter patting its stomach it's so cute <laughs> but you know in in terms of like using it as a reliable news source now this is something that can become very scary because like as we know like facebook right now uh in even back then it just it has it's it's checkered past where i mean what you even had like at one point, like, Al-Qaeda and, like, terrorists posting on Facebook that where Facebook finally got in trouble. Uh, I think it was, like, before, like, the Supreme Court and stuff like that. And they're like, yo, you need to take this content down and not allow terrorists to be on your platform because that's insane. So in, in that regard, like, you know, with TikTok, uh, hopefully it doesn't go towards that. And I hope that they are monitoring certain things uh in terms of that because it could lead to some scary stuff with like in facebook where you know people are just saying things and like especially like old people bro like they just believe anything that's being said or will get into arguments with you know uh people over an opinion or something like that and to see tiktok go too much down quote unquote like this sort of news uh situation where it's just becoming a lot about topical news it's kind of scary because then it's going to ruin the platform i i like tiktok being its sort of fun environment for what i've seen it right there's like 
again, I run into also some funny videos aside from like animal videos on Instagram that I find absolutely hilarious that kind of take people back to the Vine days, right, so to speak, where people were obsessed with Vine. To be honest, I didn't really, I didn't like Vine at all. Like, I didn't care for it whatsoever. Um, TikTok, I think, is a little more interesting than Vine because it's even longer formatted videos than what Vine was. Um, and, you know, I do have to admit, it's kind of crazy because I think TikTok originally, they were known as Musical.ly, right? And they were... Yep. They were that company that was in, they were, their sort of target audience was just dances. So like where Tyler's coming from, where like they have these uh, overtly and like sexualized dances of like these teens, mm-hmm. like, you know, not wear, wearing form fitting clothing and not wearing <laughs> the proper undergarments where things are extra jiggly. <laughs> okay oh my god what a way to explain it (laughs) it's what a way to explain it hopefully everybody gets that um say this in a a comedic standpoint um (laughs) it's an over exaggeration of purpose okay best explanation i've heard yet (laughs) of tiktok videos i'm gonna tell you that right now (laughs) so you know originally that was its weird intent now, something that I hope TikTok does do, and I agree with Tyler in this, they need to regulate, you know, the people on there. Because, yeah, I agree with Tyler. If I hop on TikTok and I'm seeing some 15-year-old shaking or rub, like, I, I don't want to see that. Let, let, me, let me tell you something. Because, first off, that's wrong. <laughs> because given everybody's age. And second off, like, how I don't know. Like, well, how aren't they monitoring that sort of content for these these girls, like, right, you got, like, people, like, I believe, like, Addison Ray or something like that. People who've gotten TikTok famous or whatever the heck that dance and stuff like that. And sometimes they're kind of like these sexualized dances. And it's just, and it's, it's just like, how is, you know, uh, TikTok sort of, you know, I, I wonder what their controls are in terms of, like, watching out for people who kind of are, you know, overly uh more predatorial like right like how are they watching that i know that they're combating harassment and stuff like that fairly well but how are they combating you know this you know those those people that are highly perverted and in in a horrible sense right so it's just like yeah i'm curious on how that regulation goes and again i don't know too much so i can't really speak on it but for a platform to be kind of boosted originally from you know uh, almost underage girls doing dancing and stuff like that i i that kind of sucks and i i'm not the biggest fan of that but where tiktok is going now where meme territory um genuinely good content and there's i have kept up with some really weird trends that have that have happened on tiktok that was very just emotionally insensitive that it was just like these kids trying to be creative and hopping on a trend and some of the stuff is just absolutely wild um i don't i would give examples and stuff like that but i'd just rather not at this point but yeah (laughs) it's 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 kind of it's it's insane where uh tiktok is gone and where is it going but 
to, again, sort of give my final thoughts in terms of, you know, using it as a news platform. I hope it doesn't go that down that road because essentially I feel like it's going to ruin the app because it's a fun app, mm-hmm. right? Is it cool that it's keeping people informed and especially the younger audience? Yes. Is it, could it be used for something scary and almost f- find its way to like sort of propaganda and, you know, in, in cause for uh, these crazy, like, social, political, insane things to happen. Yes, because that's kind of what was happening with Facebook. Like, things were being skewed. Um, there was even talks of, like, right, uh, and not to get, like, too crazy political and, you know, and stuff like this, but, like, where Russia was using purposely propaganda to cause the American people to have conversations that were always negative and stuff like that. And they found that there were these probes, so to speak of, uh, accounts that were purposefully being malicious in the way that they were, uh, you know, talking about certain newsworthy stuff. So it's kind of crazy how that stuff can happen. And I would hate to see again, TikTok go down that route, but yeah, so those are my concluding thoughts. We are kind of running a little close to time. Um, I don't know if you guys have any closing arguments or, or, or not arguments, but like thoughts on, on the subject. Um, but yeah. Um, I think uh, you raised some good points. I, I agree. I hope that they don't. I don't want my TikTok feed to be 20 straight videos of news. Like that's definitely not what I want. I think that at least my own personal for you page or whatever they call it, uh my feed i get a good ratio now some people's might be different um but mine's not filled with it it's like maybe one out of every 20 videos i might get a two back to back and then i may not get another one for like 50 or 60 videos um i do the sexualization of young girls primarily is obviously I think that I also think that our perspective maybe is part of the problem like uh, uh, people in generals like some of these kids are just doing dances and it just so happens to like look somewhat sexual I guess and so maybe the real problem could be the definition of sexualization um This would be like my real progressive look on it, I guess. But hold on, let me finish what I'm trying to say first. Um, I also think, though, that there are some problems with it. And some of the things that TikTok has done to limit it, like uh, they just recently announced that there's like a certain you the people in your video have to be a certain age. Otherwise, your videos will not be on the, the main feed will only show up to people who subscribe to you. So that's one thing that is kind of nice for like, cause there are some people that like use their kids for views. And I think that that's a bad thing. Now there are also people who like, there's people who want to see that kind of content where it's like, there's a family on TikTok. I don't remember their names, but it's like this man it's mainly the guy, and it's like his three young kids, and it's just like talking about things that happen throughout the day. It's nothing in any way, shape, or form sexualizing or anything, because these kids are like five and under, I think. 
Um, they're not being sexualized or anything like that. It's just like things parents go through in life. And that's kind of cool. Um, I, I do think that uh, there, there are some things that are a little questionable. I think the main thing that was really, really bad was that the Charlie D'Amelio girl, she's like 14 or 15 when the, she blew up on the app. Sexualization of her was pretty bad. I I feel like maybe we're starting to get over that to an extent. I think it still happens, but I think that it's starting to not be as big of a deal as it was before. I think that in general, my overall perspective, I think maybe that these the our opinion of sexualization, like sexualization and dances, maybe needs to change. Because at the end of the day, most of these kids are just dancing. They're not trying to sexualize themselves. And I think that that's also a uh, something that people who are getting this content need to understand. And um, that, that's going to take time. I, I think that... I don't Go think ahead. that the majority of them are trying to sexualize themselves. I don't think that's the goal. But... It's just the fact, you know, maybe maybe this 13, 14-year-old, 15-year-old is just dancing because you see a bunch of people that are of age and they're doing stuff, you know, for... There, there's countless amounts of people on the app to where all you have to do is copy and paste their at whatever and it takes you straight to their Twitter. And mm -hmm. some of it's like straight porn. So yes, there's porn stars is a big thing on uh, on that app now. So you see I, a lot of I content like from them. More of the parent side of things, or maybe there should be better parent controls, or maybe you just shouldn't allow your twelve, thirteen, whatever on TikTok. I don't know, um, but it's just they are doing it because they've seen someone else do it. I guarantee it that's 90% of it. They might not fully understand why the other person's doing it. It just looked fun to them, so now they posted their video doing it. But it should be filtered better to where maybe those videos, hey, you're uh, not of age. We're going to take down your video. <laughs> yeah, so I definitely do want to specify. It's like I was saying more or less the people that are being a little more racy in terms of uh, how they are going about, um, you know, dancing. Like I said, when they're just not wearing the proper garments purposefully. And I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, I think that, again, it's the intent, right? The context of how that person's acting. Because, I mean, I'm not going to play everybody like a fool. I don't think that they're that dumb to not realize kind of what they're doing type of thing. And again, mm -hmm. there are some, it, TikTok is not all just sort of like sexualized dances. And I don't want that to just come off as like, yeah, I'm just saying that. The, but I, I will say that there are people that do like legit dances on there and uh, choreograph, choreograph stuff. Like I said, again, Charlie D'Amelio and stuff like that. Uh, those people uh, were, it's not all like these sort of sexual dances but sometimes you notice when they're you know doing stuff purposefully right to 
arouse and, and be racy in terms of how they're yeah. acting for their viewers. And I, I mean, I get it to a certain extent. My only concern is just the age. That's all. Again, I think I feel yeah. like people can do what they and want. That's what it is for me, age. the age too. Yeah. And you know, I will say the filtering does work. Because I have put on there that I don't want to see certain accounts. I don't want to see certain content. I've I've done that, and I see much less of it. I will so I am hmm. happy that the fort that the filtering does work. Yeah, I but... will admit that I did also hear that in terms of like TikTok's algorithms and how they do suggestions, it's pretty great. So you know that yeah. that's good to hear, and that's fantastic. So when I skip over a video really quick or I you know dislike it or say I don't want to see it anymore, they do actually take note in that. But which is Yeah, I, I agree. I think they do a really good job of filtering what you want to see and what you don't want to see and all the more information they get, the better they're gonna get at it. With that said, TikTok we might see you soon okay <laughs> um no generally we uh, because the one thing that we have to admit uh that i do love about tiktok is that its community is so explosive and there's so many people there and there's so much room for new people to set sail so to speak on that uh, app and get noticed and uh, people f to see new things so we are definitely looking into this idea of uh, essentially putting certain clips of the podcast or something uh, on TikTok and seeing where that goes. But that's a future idea when we get things a little bit more into wraps and stuff like that. But with that said, you know, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast episode because we are running getting close uh, we're actually running long on time <laughs> but i hope you guys are enjoying it i hope you have had so far a good new year uh, again i know there's a lot going on in the world so i would say to you guys make sure you know keep your chin up and uh, make sure that you're sort of getting the help you need in terms of uh, your mental health and keeping keeping well and being well um and I hope you guys please check out our, our sponsors again. Uh, you're looking to relax. You got the Grim Reaper over on Twitch streaming uh, about, I believe, three days uh, a week. Um, his Everything is going to be in the description down below. Uh, and if you're looking to listen to some music, I know he's not our sponsor, but he's absolutely fantastic. Adam Stone as well. Uh, again, friend of the show and has uh, done the music of the show is again in the description down below and if you're looking for some animation stuff we have uh, uh mr b himself byron uh down below a fantastic artist check him out again uh everything and of for everybody we work with in the description down below and let's not forget last but not least our uh sponsor kelly's kernels if you guys are out in the northwest indiana area and you're looking to i don't know have a snack and just have a good uh time go over to kelly's kernels they have all the 64 i believe delicious flavors for you guys uh of popcorn as well as extra tasty treats like dipping dots and other things uh so for you guys please check them out Again, they too have the description. But as always, 